Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and you're back for the first bracket in months. We got a tournament going on today, and I'm joined by none other than Joseph George. What's up, homie? What's up? I'm glad to be here. We have quite the bracket. Finally we glad do. to be doing it. We do, and if you uh, if you do recall our bracket from four and a half, five months ago, over five months ago now, uh, it was a Star Wars character bracket, uh, mm-hmm. fun fun little tournament that we had together. Uh, we came up with sixty four Star Wars characters, whittled it down to two over the over the course of a few episodes, and we talked it out. And uh, we're gonna do the same here today for for Marvel. We're going. Uh, and this, this, it's it's a little specific, but uh, broad enough that it it it'll be good. We only took characters that have appeared in movies. Mm. That doesn't mean the MCU, and it actually doesn't even necessarily mean movies. Anything that has appeared on screen, yes, TV or movies, uh, doesn't necessarily mean MCU. We've got a few uh, X Men. From on this list, we got a Fantastic Four going on. We got a Ghost Rider in there somewhere. Uh, so it's MCU is uh, just too big if we were to open up to the comics. Exactly, we exactly. would be here. We would need a 128 player bracket. We would need some some uh larger bracket if we wanted to do the comics of Marvel. But I feel like we and you know, that, however, the comics are not to be left out. If you oh, have anything, no, no, no. if you have anything here to support these characters who have appeared in film in the comics, go ahead and evoke it. It's just, that was the requirement to get into the bracket. And uh, we did a whole fucking hour and a half of seating over on patreon.com slash bloom where we uh, we also weeded it down. We didn't ha- we had way more than 64. We had to figure out how to get it limited. Uh, and over there, you'll find out how we got it limited down, how we got the seating figured out, uh, and how we ended up with these very matchups. So what do you say we start with uh with the Marvel bracket? Round of 64. Let's do it baby. I'm ready. All right, so on the first side of our uh, of our Marvel bracket, we've got Spider-Man versus Luke Cage. And um I want to I want to pay some respect to Luke Cage here cuz we're going to say goodbye to him. Yep, that's okay. Um we all know it was coming. Um so a very <laughs> very compelling character, though. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see him on screen in that Netflix series is uh, is really interesting. Uh, the first the first season in particular is really really good. After that, it kind of lost my attention. But that first season is fantastic, and uh, I believe it's Mike Coulter who plays uh, who plays Luke Cage in that series, and he's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, fits the role to a T, but. 
It's uh, it was a show. I remember seeing the trailer for it and like kind of seeing Marvel's name on something. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'll take a look at this. I watched like a little bit of the first season. Um, and then I, I, I probably, it was just a show that kind of got lost um, in watching other shows. But I do remember uh, yeah. like the first, like definitely the first season. I, I don't even know if I wa- got into season two at all. I might not have even finished the first season. But well, it, it's, it's really interesting because that mm-hmm. first season came out, uh, I think it was like 2016. And uh, it's mm-hmm. it's there was an antagonist in it by the name of Cottonmouth who was played by Mahershala Ali, who will be Blade in the MCU. Oh, uh, but yeah. So this this took place this series. Uh, let's see when the first season came out. It was 2016. First season, tw- September right. 2016. This is happening like probably filmed during the period right before Mahershala Ali's explosion into like an A-list movie star. Mm-hmm. And they and spoilers alert for season one of Luke Cage, they kill him off like six episodes in. And I think that like it really could have gone a completely different direction if they knew <laughs> how Mahershala Ali was about to blow up. Uh because it was like literally months before he became an A-lister That's that this crazy. came out. I didn't like, know he was uh, playing Blade or like um, is I, – I'm like I'm looking up like some Blade concept art now with him and then uh, it's looking pretty sweet. But, uh, it's going to be fucking cool. That, that is, that is kind of crazy how uh, just, yeah, mere months the like timing before. Timing things. I guess like I, I wonder is is like – was Luke Cage responsible, like at all, for his upcoming? No, it no. There was all. a uh, there was a movie that year called Moonlight that won Picture of the Year at Oscars. A one movie of the year. Ah, uh, it I was the one oh, that I remember all that, that now. Yeah, all yeah. that confusion where the announcer went up and announced La La Land was the winner. Then someone went up there, read it, and was like, "Actually, this says Moonlight." That's right. I have no it idea was why Harvey? the fuck you thought this said. No, no, that was a different thing. Oh, Same, that's right. Oh my god, that was like many... Miss, like Miss Universe or whatever. That's right. It was just a random guy who's like, uh, Moonlight or whatever. Like, I remember... he said La La Land, and yeah. then like Ryan Gosling got up there and was like, "This actually says Moonlight." Okay, <laughs> uh, and but yeah, Mahershala Ali was a huge role in that mm. too. Uh, so that was probably more responsible for his uh, journey into like critical acclaim. Yeah, because it's not uh, very, uh, very often that a an actor or an actress will come into Marvel and then get big. Well, it's like very well. That's usually what happens is they come into Marvel and that's what like starts their their like stardom. Yeah, but uh, I just didn't know if it, if it was the same for him or not. But oh, and I don't want to dismiss his career before mm-hmm. uh before that Moonlight role because like he was in a bunch of stuff like. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt, but that was for just sure what made him an A-lister. Like, because he was hit. in Hunger Games as a small role. He was uh, he was in a bunch of series. Just goes to show the strength that Marvel. Like, one of the strengths that Marvel has is their casting. They know how to cast very well. Like, it's like Shang Chi. Like this, you know, an act, like brand new actor, basically upcoming, giving him a huge role, and now he's like. I don't know. He's he's fitting in so well, like into this MCU, into the fandom, like everything. Like, well, because he grew up a fan. Yeah, they like. And we'll we'll get more to Shang Chi yeah. later. I feel like sure. like they know how to cast, and uh, 
Oh, they're they're too good at it. And this will actually be I know this is this was supposed to be about Luke Cage, but it's become more about Mahershala Ali here. Uh it's Blade will actually be his third Marvel role. He he was Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. He'll be Blade and he was Uncle Aaron and in Into the Spider-Verse. No way. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That's a that's a Marvel character we didn't include who might have made the top 64, and I thought about it a little bit more. The pre- that, that whole, the Prowler. Ooh. That was a really cool character. Like, I'm definitely glad that Miles Morales is in here. Like, he deserves, he deserves to be. Um, but he would be probably the next character, like, after Kingpin to, to make it into the list from the Spider-Verse. Oh, I, I'd say for sure. But yeah, I guess we can talk a little about Spider-Man. Um, I do have you know, time for Spider Man. Yeah, we, we knew we. I think we knew what this matchup was going to be. But um, if I can make a prediction, this is one of the strongest picks in the entire bracket. Um, just off probably my... a top, probably a Final Four shoe in. Yeah. If I had to take it, if I had to take a swing mm-hmm. here, just Spider Man is just going to dick everything in his way. The iconicism alone, the nostalgia. We we should try to be as impartial. And not let our nostalgia, but nostalgia is worth something. You know, oh, nostalgia is worth something, certainly. However, there is something to be said for a character who has been a staple of Marvel for 60 years. Mm-hmm. Like, this character's been around for a very long time, and it's it's the most famous character in all of Marvel, I would I would say easily. He's got so many memes, too. Uh, like the oh. the pointing one. Toby has so many memes. Uh, Spider Man Three just was a meme movie, basically. So I mean, that's exactly. I mean, it's a uh, Spider Man is cultural just, impact. I mean, it's, it can't be overlooked. I don't know how many times I was Spider Man for Halloween. I was Spider Man this year, passing out candy at my front door. So uh, hell yeah, um, love that man. Uh, he got me into drawing. Uh, act from that Toby just drawing his suit. That's what sparked my me wanting to draw so fuck yeah gotta give it to spidey um thank you yeah and i want to i want to keep it as uh, broad as possible on spidey for now Mm -hmm. and uh, for for most of our shoe in winners just because like they will be facing each other later (laughs) and uh we'll have to Mm -hmm. we'll have to really dig deep for that true okay but uh i think uh comfortable moving on from this matchup uh goodbye luke cage um it was an honor having you here yeah, and that was a uh, that was a one versus a sixteen seed. We've got four one seeds, four two seeds, so on and so forth. So our first one versus sixteen, Spider Man versus Luke Cage. Spider Man is going ahead and moving on. We've got an eight versus a nine next, and this one ended up fun. We kind of randomized which which seeds would face each other. I mean, obviously you got the one versus sixteen, two versus fifteen, and so on. But amongst that randomize the eights versus the nines and so on and forth so forth and we just happened to get gamora versus star lord for an uh, eight versus a nine and uh and, uh, little for me it's it's not hard yeah yeah the, we, uh, the way we even seeded these people to begin with um kind of spells out the mat like who's gonna win this one um because we literally seeded them by saying let's put the guardians up here and then the next group will put peter quill yeah. Um, so all our eights are yeah. are Gamora, Rocket, Groot, and Drax, <laughs> and then we were like, we'll throw Star Lord at nine. 
Uh, but yeah, Gamora is just too, just too cool. And I want to, let's put some, let's put some respect on Star-Lord for now, since he will be, since he will be going out. Uh, definitely an interesting character. One of the more well-written characters in the MCU, if I had to, uh, go through and pick Mm -hmm. like so far in terms of a complete story, who's gotten a really good one. He's gotten a really fucking good one. And, uh, I think it, it, he, I, I I lose a little interest because of uh <laughs> I don't know he's he's a little doofy like and that's just something that it's Chris just Pratt Chris can Pratt. always bring to the role yeah. like it's just like and I mean like sometimes Chris Pratt's just all right for me yeah, he's, he's funny sometimes he's playing Chris Pratt and not Star and not Star Lord you know like yeah so. and, oh, and that's the thing is that more than anything Star Lord feels a lot like a lot of Chris Pratt's roles. Like there was a reason he was given this role and it's because he feels a lot like Andy from Parks and Rec. He is goofy as hell, dumb as hell, <laughs> and just making his making his way in the universe. And obviously Star-Lord's got a little bit more wits about him than Andy from Parks and Rec, but he's still a pretty big dumbass. <laughs> yeah, even though he uh he likes to brag about that uh he has that line where it's like you know, <clears throat> no, you're not. Fifty percent of me—that's stupid. That's a hundred percent of you. Like, uh, yeah, likes to brag exactly. that he's only half human. You know, and that uh, he's mega, mega brain. But gotta, gotta punch Thanos right whenever it could have been a clean victory right there. Punch. Him well, right and the and there was there was a time where I I, I like really really loved Star Lord. Mm. Like uh, early Guardians days, I was a big big fan, and uh. Come Guardians of the Galaxy 2, there's a really massive opportunity to, like, really change the power dynamic in the MCU if you keep Ego alive. Because Peter Quill would be quite powerful if Ego was oh, alive. Because yeah. now... He's half a planet. So, Not anymore. He's gone. So, like... Doesn't have any of that power left. Quill has zero power? All their power was came from that planet and the planet got destroyed so like even though he's he's like ten, but he was like born he doesn't have any is that how they explain like quill has no power left in him at all like is well it, i think uh that, i think that's kind of the the notion you're left with leaving guardians of the galaxy volume two i mean it could be interesting way to open up guardians of the galaxy volume three like to where like but I feel like there would have been like a post credit scene where you would have seen a little bit of I that. I just thought like it was like uh like he had like the he can't do like crazy stuff but he's still like above a human like a little bit. Like he could Oh, you know, maybe that's maybe that's true. Like he is still half a celestial like he probably like he could grab that infinity stone maybe Yeah, like situations like that. that. Like he can't he doesn't have any powers per se, but like he's just like a little I don't know. I guess a little celestially <laughs> yeah, he's got bit. that. He's got that bit of celestial blood yeah, in him. I feel, you, matchup, I feel you. Like, let's look at what happened during the war, the end game. Peter Quill punches Thanos and it loses them the war. Um, they would have won right then and there if not. Gamora was murdered by Thanos. Uh, no choice in the matter. Like, we have one, very opposite sides of the spectrum. One completely ruining the other's chances on purpose and then the other just being sacrificed against her own will like come like this matchup couldn't be any more clear of just who like who just takes the cake like every guard like the guardians like every single one of them is better than quill like 
even though he's the leader of the Guardians, he is like the worst of them, of the characters. Like, like I don't want to like dismiss yeah. him because there is a reason he's the, the de facto leader. Like he he certainly is the heart of the group. Like he brings a lot to it. He he brings the uh the he brings the human to them. Like mm-hmm. that that is where the he, music, he deserves his music the choice. Oh, thank you. And frankly, like <laughs> if you're gonna make anybody a leader, they gotta they gotta have a good ox. Oh yeah, you know oh, yeah. his ox is bumping. It's just that everyone around him is just so funny or just so well written too that like it, he just becomes like the butt of the joke. You know that that's kind of just what like how he plays because like the other characters are just that good and it's like. I don't know. I just, but, uh, well, and it, and it is funny, you know, like, uh, <laughs> he, he's also the leader because he probably would come up with the most ideal, like he might be a dumbass. Drax is a bigger dumbass. Rocket is a raccoon. Groot is a tree. Yeah. You know, like, and then Drax I mean, Gamora, she doesn't Gamora want is coming, to be the leader. Gamora is coming up with a lot of, yeah, she's ideas. the legit leader. Like, really? Yeah. But she just doesn't want to be the – like, she doesn't care. She's basically influencing the group more than anybody else. Yeah, she just – she knows. She knows. She knows. I mean, come she on. Knows. She's the daughter of Thanos. Like, She's not the captain of the ship, but she's the leader of the group. Whatever she wants goes. And that's why she's yeah. winning over Star-Lord. I'm with that. I'm with that for sure. Next, we've got Ultron versus Jane Foster. This will be a 4 versus a 13. Uh, and, I mean – I hate to say goodbye to Jane Foster so early, but boy, oh boy, does it just have to go to Ultron here. I mean, I'm here. Um, I'm not going to let my boy Ultron die in the first round, that's for sure. Well, I knew that was going I knew that wasn't going to um, happen. But uh, love Jane Foster. Uh, love Natalie Portman. She's literally my number two celebrity crush, Zendaya and Natalie Portman. Um, How could it not be? And uh, Jane... Coming back too, she's swole, looking freaking. She's huge. four. Um, she is she is worthy. So, like maybe in hit me hit me yeah, after that next hit movie. Hit me after five in five years. See where I stand on this one. I still think Ultron's gonna gonna beat out Jane Foster for me. I don't know. She could become my favorite See, character. Funny. You never know, dude. Jane Foster, like she's already she's already dope. You know, like uh, there's this certain uh quality about Jane Foster this this intelligence this uh and this basic good you know like and i i i see, what's interesting is i see a lot of padme amidala and jane foster you know there's a lot there's mm-hmm. there's it feels relatively a kindred spirit mm-hmm. and natalie portman playing both roles just feels right uh like it makes sense that jane foster would be worthy you know, like that makes sense to me. It's and uh, her character was written. I'd say the same for Padme. Yeah, you know, like even that, though like that, the first two Thor movies like weren't the best. You know, like there no one loved. There not a lot of people love them that much. Like if you're just not into that sort of thing, you don't like him. I personally like. I love those movies. Like I don't put Thor oh, Dark do. World like down there at all. Like at the bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel. Like I don't. I don't think it's the worst Marvel movie. Some people it's, do. I, I say it's more middle ground. Yeah. And like, I think there, there is a reason for that. You know, like they, they say that your movie is only as, as good as your antagonist, your villain. Mm-hmm. The dark elves are forgettable. There's no doubt and about that. However, that's like harder for people to get into. 
like yeah like it feels more it's out there fantastical and and... but you know and i understand that but i mean i just like thor you know so i was gonna like um those movies like i i just i think thor's character's you know funny even before you know whenever he was annoying norse thor i think he was still like somewhat funny um well and and see like you say norse like he was very yeah no not that's not what I I mean I but he was more Marvel like, Norse oh. yeah Marvel yeah. Norse version but uh before he, he was more as Guardian because yeah. um, Jane and like another credit to Jane Jane really gave him that human side like she is responsible for who Thor became yeah. regardless of I mean like obviously he had to grow on his own and stuff like there's a reason his powers got taken away but who grounded him during that time. Where his powers went away. It was Jane fucking Foster. And I mean, like, I'm not going to cap with you. I, I, You put her up against a little bit lower of a seed. A six, a five, a six, a seven, even. I mean, obviously, and even lower. I think she pulls this out. But going off against a four so early is going to be rough. And, yeah, like, looking at both of their what-if um, uh, contributions, Jane, like, you know, they got matching tats. You know, Jane got a matching tat with Thor and what if. But uh, Ultron literally uh, kind of did everything. Um, it's true. Uh, it's I, true. I, I don't want to talk too much on Ultron because whenever he does go. Oh. Like, okay, because he's facing Spider-Man eventually. Yeah, so, that'll uh, be. So it's like he's going to go. Um, so I'm going to save my memorial and my, my talk. For whenever he goes, uh, to, to hype him I up. feel you, and that's why that's why I feel like in the first round the talks about the yeah. losers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but yeah, this next one, this next one's fun. Oh, yeah, this next one's fun. Uh, we got a, we've got, what's this? A five versus a twelve. It's Deadpool versus Human Torch. You know, I, and I think that historically, we're looking at the historic contributions to Marvel. Maybe you go Human Torch here. Maybe you go Human Torch. He was one of one of the earliest Marvel superheroes, and according to comic lore, you know, his body later on became Vision, and Vision, you know, is one of the characters we love as much as any today. But you look at Deadpool. Yeah. And the modern, like, that's there's something to be said for the historical nature of Human Torch, but the modern cultural impact Deadpool has. Yeah. It's powerful. I mean, it's it's hard to beat Ryan Reynolds, too. He is Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds rocks. Um, and, like, it's by far the funniest thing, like, that is in the Marvel world. Like... Oh, hey, Guardians yeah. is funny, but Deadpool is the funniest, like, for sure. Um, those movies are, like, they will never get old, like, just to watch, like, I don't know. Like, I'll never get old of Deadpool. Um, it, it is tough to uh, to see, like, Human Torch, because I, I don't know. I kind of wanted a... Johnny yeah, Storm, like, Chris Evans. Some of these guys to, to go a little further, but I, I, I can't, there's, I can't put Human Torch above Deadpool. There's... Nah, it's just I just can't. Yeah, there's no way. But uh, uh, but you know, a little respect on Human Torch's name. We'll talk more about Deadpool. Uh, I'm sure even next week, but or not next week, but next round. But you know, 
this one isn't one that like like I've said before, the Fantastic Four is not something that I'm incredibly versed in. I uh, I've read a few comics, uh, I've watched the movies, uh, and that's that's as far as it goes. And I love I love Chris Evans' portrayal of human of Johnny Storm, uh, Human Torch. He's awesome. He was the my favorite character when I was like five. I was like, ha oh, he's he's cool. He's funny. Uh, he's actually just a douchebag. Uh, As kids, though, oh yeah, we didn't yeah, have. Yeah. He's the cool guy. He catches on fire. He catches on if fire, and he. If you were disrespectful, he, 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 you were funny. Women like, find yeah, him like, attractive, and he's we didn't funny. have morals as kids. You know, like if you were mean, yeah. you were funny. That's how. That's how our humor worked back then. But it's true. It's true. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I always liked Human Torch when I was younger, and uh, you know he'll he'll hold a special special spot in my heart. But I can't tell you. How much I love those two Deadpool oh, movies. Man. Those movies are fucking great. Yeah, I'll give I'll give it uh, give Human Torch the little a little send off. Like it, at watching the Fantastic Four movies, he would be the one that I would pretend I would be. Like uh, whenever like yeah. me and my brother were playing or whatever. Flame yeah, on! definitely. You know oh, yeah. how many times I said Flame on? I don't know. Like I say that all the time as a kid. Like oh my god. Oh, absolutely. So, I had a little action figure that was like his top half was caught on fire. His bottom half was still yeah, his legs. There, oh, yeah. And, and you push a little button and he went, flame on! And that was, that was the yeah, whole thing. I did thing. have, a, like, remembering, like, that brought up so many X-Men and Fantastic Four memories that I just had. Because, like, I really watched, like, X-Men and Fantastic Four, like, through a super small period of my young childhood. Like, yeah, like... Five to yeah, seven. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah. So it's like my memories are very foggy of the movies, like just in ge- of the storylines, even in like general. So like, yeah. But uh, Human Torch, you brought back some memories. Uh, sad to see you go, but uh, yeah, flame on. We gotta go, Deadpool. Flame on, man. Flame on. <laughs> flame on, Human Torch. But uh, we're we're on now to a, a two seed versus a fifteen seed. And this is this is a fun one. We got a. I mean, it's easy, but it's fun. We've got a Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, uh, versus Wenwu. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wenwu is a fantastic addition to the the ensemble of Marvel villains we've gotten in the MCU as of Shang Chi. Uh, I don't want to spoil too mm. much because it's still not available to like watch for free yet so like if you've seen it you've seen it if you haven't you've had you haven't but Wenwu's a really fun mm-hmm. villain uh as the leader of the 10 rings for thousands of years he was super fucking cool it was very uh kind of like mortal kombat esque um yeah i felt that I it, felt it reminded me of I like because i just watched like uh i remember i watched mortal kombat like kind of a couple days or something before i watched shang chi so, like, but yeah, that last that last little fight there, like it feels very very like there's a shot where they're straight up in the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. scenery. You know, I'm basically. just trying to give a like a little bit of his character without spoiling. But like the, it's hard because what you like about the character yeah. is what is spoilable um, in the movie. It's say uh-huh. like the like apart from his the fight, humanity, and yeah, his, story. his like love interest, his his like actual character like story like apart from all the the rings and stuff like was actually pretty cool and like it's it's really what makes him one of my favorite marvel mm-hmm. villains he so was far, is because like it's it feels it like i'll say this it feels very anakin skywalker yeah. i couldn't i couldn't help but keep making star wars 
parallels as I was watching Shang-Chi because I was just like, holy shit, the father and the son and the, the, he fell to the dark because of the love interest. And like, like it just like, it kept, it kept coming mm-hmm. to me, you know? And uh, mm. yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, in Shang-Chi, the movie in and of itself is very, uh, it's just good storytelling, very archetypical storytelling, I would say. Uh, without being stereotypical, mm. you know? So it was like, and Wenwu was a big contributing factor to that and being like a classic story, but being a new mm. take on it. Let's, uh, this villain actually knows how to fight, like in real life, too. Um, he, like, they legitimately know, uh, like martial arts. So, uh, like that, that's like a step above the other villains, like Thanos. Like that guy, probably like that actor, voice actor, probably doesn't know martial arts. Like knowing martial arts as a human is one of the coolest things. Like you can just have. Dude, um, yeah. So I just love like martial arts movies too. Like I, I'm a just love martial arts movie, and, and that's why Shang-Chi, I included it. Yeah. Shang Chi killed it. Like it, 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 it impressed me. Like I thought it was going to be the cringy super flashy marvel arts or martial arts moves that they do you know like stuff that actually doesn't happen but like a lot of their stuff was like grounded and like legit like martial arts like they like and i didn't know before i went into the movie but they like went super hard on the martial arts for super long like took like weeks and weeks and weeks per fight like in an insane amount of time per fight which is just awesome but, uh, That's super fucking cool, but yeah, it's it's sad to see Wenwu go because it just has to be the Scarlet Witch. Wanda Maximoff's story has been uh, everything that we just said about Wenwu's story, but for a much longer time. Uh, it's true. It feels we, and, but we've also seen her in that heroic light. So there is there is a little bit more of a uh, there is a little bit more of a, a love connection you have for for Wanda because you're like, damn, she's dope she has good in her what's she, she about to she do she just though? hit her prime she just she hit just her hit her prime. prime like she Talking, she's about to go off first appearance in, first appearance in age of ultron she's been out there for six years now like, bro and now she has wandavision fantastic show and honestly like in terms of like nostalgia going forward into the into the future years WandaVision will be reflected on unlike any other MCU show far MCU show so far uh because I mean it was just special and she Elizabeth Olsen's performances in that were just fucking jaw dropping they were fantastic and Scarlet Witch is about to become one of the best characters and is already one of the best oh, characters yeah. I can't wait so I, gotta I can't go wait to see Witch. what they do even if she goes full villain, which I'm still okay with, um, I'm okay with her going full villain. I would love to see that. I, they're not doing it. There's like, I don't like. They might temporarily. Like the old, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know. But uh, they're bringing her back no matter what. Like, prop. oh yeah, she'll come back. To, she'll find her way back to the light regardless. But, uh, again, again, pretty Anakin Skywalker. But I mean, like, I guess. Marvel never has a shortage of villains. There's no need to create more villains. Like, if Marvel needs a villain, they have a whole log they can choose from if need be. See, but, like, in modern storytelling, it's just so much more fun to have that fallen angel. That's true. To have the good that fell to bad. And, like, 
that's just it, it kind of like there's some truth like she never really fit in with the avengers ever so like you know like she only fit in with vision only now that he's gone like i see i don't know i can see her falling off the deep end like with all of this power like that she has i don't know i see her going deep deep dark like way dark and uh i'd way. love if she never came I mean, back I can, I... i'd love if she never came back dude i mean like here's the thing though is that like my thing is that she can't go too far because who gonna stop that's the her? thing is that she would always be there like she'd be the villain for a long for time a very long time and that's why I say I I would love if she didn't come back. Because like, yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be dope. I'd like that. And and beyond the movies, Scarlet Witch is a a a very storied character throughout comics. I mean, I can think back as far as Uncanny X Men number four, just like nineteen sixty two or something like that, where she first makes her first appearance alongside Quicksilver and Magneto as a member of the evil brotherhood of mutants. So she started as a part of the evil brotherhood mm. of mutants mm. uh, or the brotherhood of evil mutants. Yeah, And, uh, she, and uh, I mean, in the MCU too, in, uh, starts out evil, hates Tony Stark. Um, for, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see the evil side of Wanda again, man. It's, uh, I just love very powerful. Villains. I like when she gets yeah. scary. Bro, when she gets scary and intense, like when she walks out the the border in WandaVision and strikes up the accent and is like, I need you to fucking leave. And I am afraid of her. And that wasn't even her at full power at all. And she was still that confident because she could be. Bro, and she she said, whoop, she did that little hand twisty thing and all the guns turned on Hayward. (laughs) And like, that was just it. It's, she is OP. Like, She's the and shit, that, dude. That's the thing like, is that usually when characters become OP is whenever they're killing them off, like Tony and Cap and everyone who became OP, they killing them off. But like her, so OP that you can't kill her that's, off. That's a different level of OP. Is when you're yeah. so OP, you can't even be killed off. Damn. I mean, and obviously she she can be due to the storytelling ways, no, but um, there's n- when do, if she dies, it's gonna happen. Like, for my money, for my money, it could only happen far down the line, and it could only be at the hands of a person in our next matchup. Ooh. So we've got ooh a seven. Versus a 10 here. Professor X versus Jean Grey. This is a very interesting And the one who can, the one who could, uh, defeat the Scarlet Witch, for my money, if you're, if you're removing the fact that writers can kill whoever they want, figure out a way for anybody to win, however, and I, I'm 100% with that, but for the sake of this, this story, for the thing that we're telling, for the thing we're telling, the thing we're talking about, you get full, Dark Phoenix Jean Grey. She gives Scarlet Witch a run for her money. That's no doubt. That's no doubt. And that would lend credence to the idea that it would be a while before mm. that happened. I see. Yeah, it's uh, uh this uh 
Like I'm I am very new with Jean Grey and I'm like half into her the Phoenix Saga story right now, which is badass. Um she just let's see, what did she just do? She the Encron Crystal, they were there. Um um Professor X was taken or they they were went through a, a Stargate, they got there, fought a huge war at the Crystal. Uh she yeah. put the universe back together. Um and then came home, had this new apartment, showed her parents, and then someone came in, destroyed it. That ju- okay, yeah, 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 that's right. This dude, uh, he's a fire guy. Oh my gosh, he's super strong though. Um, God, I can't remember. I can't remember his name, but he came in and whooped the X Men like just absolutely steamrolled them. The dude, the dude from the the Shiar Empire. Yeah, he right? was like no. That was the guy that this was a different guy. He's like a he's a he has a name like Hothead. It's not Hothead. It's something he has to do with fire. It's not the red the other red guy though. I know who you're talking about. Okay, but gotcha, this dude gotcha. like is very strong. I think he's part of that empire or works with them. Maybe I don't know. But he comes in, okay, he I, just I get you wipes that. the X Men like clean, and then but he's actually looking for a. Uh, for Jean Grey, and then goes to her apartment, but destroys it in the process of finding her. She gets just pissed because he destroyed her apartment, and she this is her like first fight after this war, like first like on Earth fight, just destroys the guy, like instantaneously, just takes him out, like with no problem. And uh, so, like that's where I'm at. Like she just started her peak, basically. Um, in where I'm at, well, and. If, if- if you think back to like, do you did you watch like X Men Last Stand like probably a while ago? Like you were saying with the Fantastic Four I movies look and stuff. The... Uh, Jean Grey is a big a big part of that trilogy of X Men films, hmm. and she uh, she becomes the Phoenix. She becomes the Phoenix, and part of the things she can do in X Men The Last Stand is a little bit of the Doctor Manhattan thing, where she can look at someone, point at them, and then they can fade away. Uh, hmm. That's yeah. Jean Grey is very, very powerful, and and for my money, there are only there's only one or an another person could kind of give Scarlet Witch a run for her money just because, and it's Rogue. It's because her power is inherently the ability to take others' powers. So when she touches them, it hurts them, and she takes their powers. So like that's fair. Yeah, but uh. I, and and this might be for me our first upset. Uh, seven, seven Professor X, ten Jean Grey. Uh, Jean Grey will also be the subject of uh, Mutants Monthly number four, uh, Fear and Loathing in Dark Phoenix. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fucking fun. That'll be the last day of November. Uh, so let's talk. Let's talk a little Professor X, who was the subject of Mutants Monthly mm. number one, Professor X and Magneto. Uh, go check that out. That came out at the end of August. That was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, Professor X. This one's more, I- I'd say, definitely more iconic, obviously. Uh, however, I d- I, I've never gravitated to Professor X the way I have other X-Men characters. Uh, and Professor X is cool. I love his, I love his live-action adaptations. I love... Uh, as portrayed by Sir Patrick Stewart, and I love his portrayal as James, by James McAvoy. They're fantastically acted. 
I, I just, just, just something about them never struck mm. a chord with me. There's something, there's something missing. And, uh, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, and I don't want to dismiss them altogether. Iconic character and I enjoy it, but not on the level that I enjoy Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I feel, uh, I'm kind of the opposite with, with Professor X. If I could pick anyone out of the X-Men that I kind of gravitated more towards, it was Professor mm-hmm. X at the time. Um, just, uh, I like the brain, the smarts, you know, the, those type of characters. Um, I just always, I've always gravitated towards them. Um, and it it was just kind of cool to see a hero that could do something by just being, just mega smart, basically. Um, and I don't know, that's the only reason I gravitated towards him, you know, like, like a cool, like Magneto, I thought was way cooler. Like just, you know, in like, as just a character, like. But, but yeah. I, I liked Professor X. You know, he wasn't uh, like a throwaway character by any means. Like he was definitely like the parts oh, absolutely he was in were very not. cool. Um, and well, and I mean, like he is yeah. the leader. Like he, like he, he brings the team together. And there's no, there's no doubt that he is uh, crucial to the X Men because without him, there wouldn't mm-hmm. be X Men. Uh, True. It's just that I don't, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't quite explain it to you. And I think. I think it probably is just because of the nostalgia factor. Like a lot of the other characters, I have a deep, a deep mm. nostalgia for. However, I don't have like I have a nostalgia with Charles Xavier as portrayed by Patrick Stewart. However, I it's even it's even more enhanced by Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and, oh, yeah. uh, and and fucking James Marsden's Cyclops mm. and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm glad that uh we got we have our first upset. Um, I think this is it's definitely. Deserved. I am too. I've been. I'm. I'm not like, gonna lie. That might play a factor into my decision here too. I'm looking for yeah, upsets and this a little one, bit. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, Jean Grey might have just been seated too low. Like as well. Like, she, yeah, she was. I will say. I will like, say that as well. She's probably mm-hmm. not a ten seed. Uh, we we kind of let our MCU brain get the best of us in terms of our seating. I think we mm-hmm. get we got a lot of MCU characters really high. However, uh, I I, do, I think there's a reason upsets. for that. I so. think it's a lens for more upsets, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, Jean Grey over Professor X there will take us down to ooh a three versus a fourteen. And I might fight you I, on this one, Joey. I no, I think I oh, wait, think maybe, I'm maybe with we you won't actually. fight at all. Okay, so we've got Hulk at a three seed versus uh the Silver Surfer at a fourteen seed. And uh this one is really, really interesting. And uh if we're going solely off movie portrayal, it is fascinating that even as bad as it is, Hulk would probably still win. Wow. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Silver Surfer's portrayal in that second Fantastic Four movie, while fun, uh, not the greatest uh, movie ever by any means. Uh, this one's a little hard for me, though, because, don't get me wrong, the iconicism of Hulk cannot be understated like five TV shows animated and otherwise few movies, big part of the Avengers and the Avengers saga and the MCU so far, and will continue to be a part of it 
and like she Hulk and stuff going forward was in the post credit scene and a movie I will not spoil, I guess now <laughs> I've gone too far. Uh <laughs> But there's something so fucking, dude, there's something so fucking cool about the Silver Surfer. And I will tell you my favorite set of comic books ever was a Silver Surfer run by Dan Slott. Uh, It was like, if I remember correctly, he he did two runs of 15 issues, I want to say. And it was the most humanizing Silver Surfer story arc mm. there's ever been. Like, he he is fully on the side of, like, there was little time spent where he was the Herald of Galactus mm-hmm. still. Like, it was like, he is he's past that, and he is looking for a new purpose. And and thus he finds it. And it's it's a really, really, really good story. And if there's, like, any comic book run that I would define as a comfort comic series. Mm. Like I know we had, we had the comfort episode a couple episodes ago where we did comfort movies, TV shows, characters that would absolutely be the comfort comic books for me as those, is those silver surfer books. And, uh, so this is getting One of hard. Stanley's favorites. His favorite was Spider-Man. That's what he's on record to say is his favorite, but there was, an interview where someone asked asked him like if you were to be a hero in your own universe and you had to put yourself into one of your characters who would you want to be and he said silver surfer is who he said he would want to be and he says it's kind of his favorite even more than spider-man well dude he's it's cuz like Covered in metal, the 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 fucking surfboard. You just fly around on a fucking surfboard. Are you kidding Kinda, me? That's yeah. fucking cool. Uh, uh, let's talk yeah. about Hulk a little bit, though, because I mean, there is a whole other greatness to the character Hulk. You know, uh, the the inherent uh, mental health commentary it provides, uh, and especially in those movies where Banner yell tells the Avengers like. I put a bullet in my mouth and Hulk. Okay, we'll out. never bring that up again. Um, we'll we'll hear we hear you. Yeah, yeah. They never, but we they won't never... mention it ever again. <laughs> hey, love love you, Bruce. But we're on. We got the world to save here. Okay, so uh, sorry about your mental health and all. Uh, yeah, the Avengers did did uh, Bruce dirty. If you if and like, understandable why he saw no other choice but to hop in a fucking Quinjet and fly to a different fucking planet. Yeah, I mean, if if I told who I thought were my best friends at the time, like, hey, I I tried to kill myself, and uh, sorry, it didn't didn't actually work because the monster inside of me didn't let it happen, and no hug, like, like nothing, like it was just like they paused for a second and then just moved on. They all looked down and were like, yeesh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I guess it was just written that way. You know, it, it's not... It, <laughs> it, like, it's it's not a movie about Hulk and his mental health, yeah. and I get it's that. It's like... But if you're trying to convince me that these people are a found family and love each other, that yeah. is important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm having... Okay. Actually, like, picking a winner, like, I, I'm still mousing over, like picking a winner i i don't know no because here's the thing 
my my like the more i think about it like the the more i want silver surfer however objectively i don't think silver surfer should and you can win think about it you know what way. i'm saying whoever wins this they're either going up against scarlet witch or jean gray <laughs> that's wait, not what? true Scarlet Witch and Jean Grey are facing each other. Yeah. Oh, wait, they will so eventually. they're either they will facing okay. Scarlet Witch or Jean Grey. I, I... I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. That doesn't even really? help me. Mm. No, no. Like, I'm still having, like, because I like both of these characters a lot. That's that's the personal conundrum I'm Okay. Having. Like, as far then as, let... like, the comic, the comic books I read and stuff, I love Incredible Hulk. And I love Silver Surfer. We comics. we said we would base these off of you know how we like the character, but also like their total badassery plays a role. And if that plays a role, like I think Hulk takes it out. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm gonna go Hulk. I'm gonna go Hulk because it's the right thing to do. However, I I, I cannot tell you enough how much I enjoy mm. Silver Surfer. Like, I think that as soon as there's an MCU adaptation of Silver Surfer, there's a good, and if they do it right, we could a good use a Silver Surfer one of my right favorite now. Characters. Like, that would be a good, yeah. that would be a good Marvel. Uh... Well, and that's the thing, is that Silver Surfer won't come until the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. come, because the Fantastic Four has to come for Galactus to come, <laughs> and for Galactus to for Silver Surfer to come, there has to be Galactus because he's the Herald of Galactus. You know? Oh like, man, how 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 are they going to do all this, man? Like they have so much they have to do, and they're just going to have to show up somehow and not have been there before, or maybe well, they I have mean, been. Or we say we say that, but like I like to think back to like uh, like it's know. not like an eternal situation where they were like told not to interfere unless like they literally explained it in the trailer where were you during endgame or whatever right like didn't they literally say that in the trailer or something like that they were like yeah what happened during all the yeah so like it's not like a situation where the fantastic four who are on earth and the x-men who are on earth were just well and see that's the thing is that they're the Fantastic Four do have an origin story. Like, they do have an event that creates their powers. So that's important. Like, and, and I think the X-Men could have that as well with a with a potential mutant-wide event. But uh, it, it that's the way they're going to have to do it. And that's and I'm okay with that in the Fantastic Four because that's typically how it happens. Like, well, Wolverine uh, however, at all? Like... Yeah, yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Like, I, I don't know if it'll be clean, and I don't know if Wolverine's it'll, been alive like, for so long, and like war. Yeah, but like he couldn't. But he was under the government's control for several, several years. Like that's, an, that's a part of the story too. Mute- like, oh wait, never mind. I'm just don't don't worry. I'm, I'm well, the thing is, is that like if if we're if we're if we're operating under the assumption that there's a mutant event that creates mutants, then it's like where was? But he was technically like, made. So are we Did coming? He have in? an extra. He did. 
He did. It, he he has a healing factor. That's, that's his right. X gene, and that's, that's why. He why that's why he so can have the it's adamantium. It's not like he's a Steve Rogers. He yeah. So he no. he does have an X gene. So like. It'll yeah. be interesting. Whatever they do, it's going to be fucking interesting. Guess back I'll tell to Silver much. Surfer and and Hulk though. Hulk. We we decided on yeah, Hulk. We decided. Wait, on do we? Hulk. But uh, yeah, we haven't. But uh, we were we were discussing Silver Surfer and we that, went into the Fantastic like, Four. So. That you, I know you love Silver Surfer and it's sad to see him go, but like, I think out of respect we have to do Hulk just because of how like poorly he was written. Like that's not what the Hulk was supposed to be. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, with you. The Hulk could have been so much more, and he could have been so much more powerful too. Like a lot of the Hulk's powers, they didn't even show off. Um, he was just the brute smash, you know, whenever they needed and, him. And see, that's 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 the thing too. Is that my my ultimate like decision came down to I love both of these characters as they are written mm-hmm. in comic books. And then beyond that, the movie adaptation of Hulk, while it hasn't done him justice, is definitely yeah. better than the Silver Surfer movie. Uh, and and he's still a lovable character. I still like. I still love the Bruce Banner Hulk we have. Like he's become a very. Uh, I mean, hey, lovable he's guy, done so you know? much. He did a snap. He figured out how to time travel. He did a snap that basically goes completely he, overlooked. Like, although Tony was the one who kind of did time travel, but like Hulk, like was the one who was working out all the bugs and like you know making sure it wasn't baby laying going back and forth, you know, or like coming back. So like, I see yeah, this as so an absolute win. Hulk, uh, you know he he doesn't get a lot of credit for some of the stuff he does, but uh, yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that for sure. Let's let's go on to this next matchup here. We've got Venom versus Yelena Belova, which is a six versus an eleven. Um, off rip, a little difficult. Brand new character uh, to brand new character, hard to get rid of because I don't want to say goodbye to a brand new character so soon. I like the potential she has, but. It, you know, is it's, it is Venom because Venom is Venom's like, like there that symbiote era in the nineties for comics is wild. Mm-hmm. Like they, they went hard at the Venom stuff for several years. He became a very big deal. And uh, to see how he's been incorporated in all of Spider-Man stories is one of the most compelling things about him. Uh, and as a Spider-Man villain, you just fucking love Spider-Man villains, mm. dude. They're too it's, good. Venom is just so... I mean, it's like the iconicism, like... It's it's like up, up there with Spider-Man. Like, you see, like, Spider-Man, like, you kind of see Venom's mask or, like, Venom's spidey face. Like, or the... You know, you see that, too. Yeah. Like, it's just like... It's... I don't know. I just... Venom's just such a cool concept too of a character. Like it's oh my god. Oh like, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just so awesome. And like the movies, even though I still <laughs> haven't seen both of them. God, I really need to watch that first movie. Um God. Um yeah. 
I've seen enough clips and TikToks of some parts of the movie though to get the general gist of what it's about. Um, and I know yeah. I'm gonna like it. Um, whenever I do watch it, um, but uh, yeah, the like I can't speak for it, but I can speak for the iconicism of of Venom though. I will I will say uh, the Tom Hardy modern Venom adaptation I do prefer to Topher Grace's adaptation in Spider Man <laughs> Three. Uh, I will I will say that that's a for sure for me. Uh, I don't think Topher uh... Grace quite fit what you would expect <laughs> of a uh, of a venom uh general type because i look at that guy and i go that's eric foreman yeah that's uh, that's funny i didn't even think but, about uh his venom at all i was just thinking yeah i was <laughs> of course you uh, didn't of course you didn't wow uh, <laughs> maybe maybe yelena takes the cake that performance of venom Venom, it was so bad. No, I'm kidding. That <laughs> Yelena um, could win this. But, uh... No, no, yeah, I'm with you, though. <laughs> now, the Tom Hardy adaptation is very, very good, though. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, it's fun. It's entertaining. And that's what you want out of superhero movies, you know? I'm not... I, I don't need the, uh, the extreme emotional depth. Uh, I mean, as long as you don't mention... Like... I want that emotional depth if you venture into that emotional depth. Like, if you have a character say, I tried to commit suicide, and then you completely ignore it. Either... I don't know. At that point, you yeah. gotta go all in on the emotional depth for that guy. Yeah, like... Like, they don't... They don't I don't think they... They don't really venture into exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. They, they don't even touch it. So, uh, it's just not that kind of movie. It's, uh... Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah. It's kind of like a... A Deadpool ish type of what I've heard. Deadpool esque, yeah. Esque. Um, I'd certainly say Deadpool notches it up a, a, a couple <laughs> yeah. a couple ratings. Uh, the the kid friendly version of Deadpool. Kittier version of Deadpool. Yeah. Kittier. Um, but yeah, I think Sorry, Yelena. Um you were dope in Black Widow, and uh, I can't wait to see what happens mm-hmm. uh, in Hawkeye, which she's supposed to be a part of. Like, see, like that's if there's anything in Hawkeye I'm excited for, it's that angle is the fact that she is trying to fuck with with Hawkeye. That's fun. Hopefully, uh, the thing that sucks is that uh, I just don't think she'll hopefully succeed. Hopefully, she does. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I hope I, she you know, does. maybe marvel's maybe marvel's ready to get rid of jerry renner too you know maybe they're just like god man, this guy always just sticks around it's been here from the start like from god like can we just get him out of here already like they gotta be tired of him i don't know but yeah i think so Venom takes the take here i think i agree i agree let's go to our we got we got the bottom half of this this side of the bracket so uh Wow. We did the first, what is that, mm-hmm. eight matchups just now? Mm-hmm. And that took us an hour. We've got three this more sides true. to the bracket. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this is actually taking us way longer than it took us to do the Star Wars one, which I like. I like that, though. Let's 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 get on to this bottom half of uh, the first side of the bracket. We've got a one versus a mm. 16 again. Iron Man versus Iron Fist. 
and uh, yeah. I mean, it's Iron Man. Uh, and I don't even really have that much to say about Iron Fist. Uh, I think that it's a really cool character, and I want to read more. And I want to. Uh, I need to give that series a rewatch on Netflix. I've heard it's it's definitely the worst one of those. However, I watched it after a surgery, where I was uh, totally gone wow. off painkillers. Boy, oh boy, did I fucking like that show when I watched it. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about it, but I really enjoyed it. I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, the. Uh, however, I mean, the Iron most Man, Iron Man. I've gotten of Iron Fist is uh, the TikToks of like the game Injustice of where it's like this person wins or whatever. Or wait, is it or whatever that game? That there's like a yeah. Marvel version of Injustice, like whatever it is. And he's in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, that's the only time I've ever seen him. Um, I, I played him. Uh, I played with. Uh, I, I, I like playing with Iron Fist in uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. That was. Uh, I liked going to Iron Fist there, but uh, I, I mean, Iron Man is just the the better character on the whole, especially what we've seen on screen. They made him the focal point of the first ten years of Marvel, which is pretty. Or the MCU, I mean, which is a pretty Crazy big deal. that they took a risk on Robert uh, Downey Jr. Like, during that time in his life. And, like, this role literally, like, saved his life. Like, literally, like, completely changed, like, oh, yeah. The like, route and now, he like, kid, like, it is kind of weird that, like, kids look up to him now. And, but, but, and they, yeah, like, they don't I think know that's a really good thing. About, like, that, you know, like. Kids don't know about that, and then when they – the thing is, is, like, whenever they get older and they realize the guy that they've always been looking up to, like, has this weird past, I, I don't know how that's going to blow over, like, whenever, I, you know, kids become that age. But – I think I think it's a good sign, like, because uh, if I remember correctly, he never yeah. did anything too incredibly unethical. It was, it was more it, – like – and obviously he got arrested a couple times. He uh, did a lot of drugs, and it was uh, out, he, a lot of drinking and stuff. Like, however, to have come that's back it's from a hero story that, in itself. that that that's what I find really really awesome is to have come back from addiction the way that he did, and become a literal superhero like, for and that he's doing like, like he's basically Iron Man in real life. Like he loves that role so much that he just brought it into his real life. Like, because he's legitimately, like, funding, um, like, AI programs and, like, new student programs, like, all these STEM stuff. Like, he's actually doing, like, yeah. that that sort of thing, which... Well, and, I mean, like, beyond, beyond just that, he's doing all sorts of uh, charitable contributions and stuff. Like, he's he's really become... Like, he's really become one of these people who I... I would That's recommend true. a child yeah. look up to, which is just really, really cool. I mean, cool. he started it all, um, you know? This is this is what started it. started it all. Um, the suit is, icon like, so iconic. Just, and the way, he's, uh, and the way uh, he's elevated that character in the time he's been Iron Man. I mean, it, wa it wasn't like it was, like, an F-tier character, but it certainly wasn't A. It was it, uh, B, C. Like, it wasn't mm -hmm. it wasn't up there. It had an animated series and stuff, but that was just because of the suit design. Mm -hmm. They were like, that Man, could be cool. Iron Man has, uh, like, this is the most sort of reachable 
hero that we can like sort of like yeah like this, humans like, like, this see could happen this as like kind of possible and i think that's why a lot of people like him is that he's just like a normal human underneath um even though he is arrogant and you know like all the the bad parts about tony but like everyone like you can relate to like just the human side of him and he's just a human in a suit you know um and it's i don't know i just i've always loved iron man never never hated him you know there's never been a time where i was like uh uh i guess some people during civil war no, but absolutely not. i was on team iron man the whole time pretty much i'm not gonna cab with you i uh yeah i, think I wasn't both really of on them, either that's true uh are fucking like it's like I I don't know I I don't really stand with either of them I think that there's a balance somewhere in between to be found, or or one yeah, outside the of their options altogether. Like, like none of this needs to happen at all. Like all of this can be avoided by one conversation. Well, and I think that's I think that's really important. Like I think that's. I think that's a little bit like a part of the point, like because that's a lot of problems. Like, hey, if y'all would just shut the fuck up and uh, listen to one another, maybe, uh, maybe we can find a way out of this. And I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that it was the lack of listening up at the end. You know, at a certain point, like it was a like they really stood on two sides of an issue and, and just did roped not agree. everyone into it. <laughs> like that that's like I thought like it was just gonna be Tony versus Cap like that's it you know that they, they have their problems you know they go at it which they did they tore yeah, the like, whole thing apart they were like I thought Tony was gonna die in that movie like whenever Steve was pushing I was like oh my like is this it like the first time I'm watching that, I'm like, oh my God, like they're going to kill him. And I was pissed because I'm team Iron Man at the time. Like I'm full Iron Man. Um, I, at the time hated Captain America. I don't know why. I just never, he just was like kind of a, too much of a goody goody. Like, I don't know why I hated him. Like he was always a lovable character, but I hated him growing up and I don't know why. Oh no. And and here's the thing. I'm I'm more on team Iron Man as well because like I'm all here for your your old school fucking yeah, freedom. Y'all have superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> if you like if if we have superheroes here, best believe I want them governed, bro. I do not want them running around doing shit wherever the fuck they want. That would be really unfair, man. They like they legit could like imagine just like a a flash could rob every bank in America or in the world uh like could do whatever he wanted to do literally who could stop him you know like <laughs> they're, they're, honestly there there's hmm we need to get on top of that we need a nick fury like pronto <laughs> and maybe we do who's the nick just... fury out there Oh fuck. Things to think about. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with Iron Man moving on. For this next one, we've got a uh 
We've got an eight versus an, uh, or wait, no, a, uh, I was looking at it wrong. A nine versus a eight. I was right. My bad. An eight versus a nine. I'm fucking tripping. I had a, I couldn't tell which matchup I was looking at. All right. So eight versus nine, Groot versus Shuri. And not going to lie to you. Yeah. Not gonna lie to you, I think we might have our next upset. Cause uh, as much as we love Groot, these these types of characters do not have a chance at moving on in brackets like this because there's just not there's just not a lot to work with. And I mean, uh I, obviously the sacrifice. He That's has true. the sacrifice play. He did he did pull the card at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy volume. We was really cute. are Groot. I cried. That was strong. That was strong. Uh, I cried. The fire, like the lights whenever he made That's it light for sure. up and look all cute. I cried. Oh. I cried. But let me tell you, there's only so much emotional resonance <laughs> I can get from the switch of I am Groot to we are Groot. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I will say, I don't think I don't think Shuri's gotten a moment like that necessarily, like uh in terms of like uh I don't know. She's gotten some pretty cool moments. She like they went to her to take out Vision Stone. They, uh, I mean, she was yeah, there when they brought Chala really back. Cool. Like and her, like having the new suit, or like I guess not her introduction because mm-hmm. she was like technically right off the ship. But like whenever they they were in the lab for the first time, and uh, she had sneakers yeah. like that. You know the the sneakers joke where they didn't make any noise. The like the showing yeah. him the suit, um, fitting it like. You know, like oh, I'll I mean, just record like, just in like just in case or whatever. Like, and that and that another mm, white boy like for she, us to fix up. She was introduced very strong, like very. I don't know the writing of this character. I I just love Shuri. She's another brainiac person, so I gravitate towards those characters. Anyways, she's arguably the smartest human on earth. Um. And she has access to the best technology on Earth. So she's kind of goaded right now in a pretty goaded position. Wakanda's opening up to the world, so she's going to play a big role in that, I'd assume. Um, so I'd, I'd also assume, especially since uh, she's probably yeah, going to be hopefully. our next Black um, Panther would be my guess. So yeah, Shuri, uh, I'm, I'm definitely okay with her taking this upset. Um, doesn't really even feel like an upset, um, honestly, so... So no, another one of those it where I think Shuri just kind of fell down in the scene, maybe. But or I mean, they're they're pretty close, anyway. So I mean, they're yeah. So yeah, they were an eight and yeah, a nine. So. It's not like it's that massive of a uh, an upset. But let's uh, let's go on to our next. We've got a mm-hmm. four seed versus a thirteen seed, and that is Sam Wilson versus the Thing. And this is another one. Where if you if you play the iconicism factor and the historical and that's that's it's going to be the tone I take for the Fantastic Four ones because I did this with Human Torch earlier. Uh, they they play a very important role in the history of Marvel and the Thing more so than any other member of the Fantastic Four since he was he was the Thing. They they were that was the the mascot basically everyone recognized the thing to recognize the fantastic I mean, his Four. name is the thing but it's pretty iconic yeah <laughs> like, exactly in itself he's the thing 
But Sam Wilson, that man holds a special place in my heart after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man. I'm going to tell you, like, that man is special. Like, I like I like him right now more than I oh, ever yeah. liked Steve Rogers, this, I think. He's already a more like, favorable cap to me. Like, I like him as Captain America already better than Steve. Like, I'm I'm definitely okay with saying that. I don't I don't care. Um, I I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent I think and, and like what's not to love because of because of his past as Falcon, he can now fly with the shield. And frankly, who wants a fucking white boy running around doing the shit that Cap does? And they made that point in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better with with a black man being Captain America than a white man because the way that I I view the country and our history and if you head to our last episode Made in America you'll hear me, more of this commentary from me and Joe like John Walker what John Walker did and what he in general represented in that show was a lot more what I would expect of a white man as Captain America. You know what I'm saying? And obviously Steve Rogers is special because he wasn't that. But regardless so sad that we have to say that he's special. That's not it shouldn't be a credit. Yeah. That shouldn't be a credit. Yeah, that that's he's it. special because you he's You shouldn't not have like to that. say that. That's the thing. It's like Ah oh, but uh That's the thing. Yeah, definitely more comfortable. And it's uh it's a valid Nexus event that no one's talking about that needs more you know, everyone's talking about if you line up the last WandaVision episode and the last Loki episode, the Nexus events happen at the same time. Cool, cool, yeah. But if you do the other show that came out too, the Nexus event that's happening is a black man talking to the world as Captain America for the first time. It's a legitimate, crazy thing in the world. A legitimate Nexus event. It lines up beautifully. It's, I I, it's I on purpose. Like it has to be. Like... The fact that Loki and WandaVision lined up, this one lined up too, and the fact that that's what it is in the show is whenever it's the unveiling, basically, of a black Captain America to the world, like, come on. Like, yeah, like, I, and, no, and no, I, like, uh, I don't know. Falcon and Winter Soldier is my favorite of the three uh, shows that came out on Disney+. Plus. I, I, it's... I reflect mm. on it the most fondly. I think from beginning to end, it is the best. Like there was, I think WandaVision had the highest highs. I think Loki for me had the lowest lows. And I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier stayed fucking good from beginning to end. That like, I, I think, I think WandaVision's finale, it didn't, it, like, it was good. It was great. Don't get me wrong. But boy, oh boy, do I get happy when I think about that Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. Mm -hmm. It was fucking great. And so was the first episode, and so was every Sam episode Wilson in between. Cake here. I... And I'm not going to lie to you. I know he's a four seed, and so he deserves it. He... And the thing is, he's, he's going to just he's make it his prime, into too. This, into this thing. Oh, and that's what's lovely about this whole cast of characters right there. That Wanda, Vision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Doctor Strange. Like they, they picked that group of characters to make a like, show. They picked mm -hmm. and the, the, all those characters. I think like, I mean, what? The first Avenger, Buck, fucking Winter Soldier. Bucky's been in the universe since 
the first Avenger since 2011. He's been Bucky for 10 years. Like, he's been at this thing for a minute. And I mean, what? Uh, Sam Wilson was 2013. That was his introduction. The Winter Soldier, eight years. And they are just now becoming mm. the the bigger roles because that's why watching the side characters enter now is so important. And we that's why we latch onto them so much earlier now. Like the way I've latched onto like uh, Zha Ling from Shang-Chi and characters like that. Those are the Falcons mm. and the Winter Soldiers and like wow. that's, that's what they are. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Like, like, and that's what they become. Wow. To put yourself in that mindset of like what characters will become in like seven years or like 10 years. Well, and it's, it's something that like I wouldn't look at characters at until this year. Like that's something that like, mm. like WandaVision, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and even Loki, like Loki, I know he was big in all the Thor movies and had, had a bigger role throughout the goings of the movies, I would say, than any of those other four characters, except maybe the Winter Soldier. He had quite the impact on Captain America's films. Uh, but yeah, man, I, yeah, I just got to go Sam Wilson. It's just, I mean, he's entering it's just his the prime. right choice. It, like, yeah, like dude is about to go crazy, and he's like winning now. So he, if he's not winning now, he's definitely winning. Like in in a, in a couple years, like for sure. But he's he's t- yeah, I, I think he wins. Oh yeah. Year. All right, the next matchup we got a five versus a twelve. We got Magneto versus Wasp, and uh, this one uh, I I like like I've said with the Fantastic Four thing, you could have a little more fun with the historical aspects of these characters. Magneto is the the first X Men X Men antagonist. He shows up in Uncanny X Men number one as as the villain, and Wasp is one of the first forming members of the Avengers. Father like of in Scarlet the comic Witch? books, she's maybe she's... Magneto is also like, the father of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Like, <laughs> like in the MCU. <laughs> see, this is this is where it's interesting. They could they could write around that. They you could think? they could figure that out. Did they? They didn't I mention they who their parents were in the MCU at all, did they? They just they Not just by name. However, their parents are dead. Hmm. Oh, wait, they showed him in Wanda. My theory would be that they, yeah, my theory would be that they are not Mm. their birth parents. I'd get behind that. That Magnus, that uh, Eric Lencher, Magneto is out there Because definitely he would be out. Not not at all. It's like he would, yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, for me, and if we take into the on-screen aspect, which is what what was the general point here, we went with on-screen characters. Uh, Magneto's gotten a better uh, better rap sheet so far, having mm-hmm. been in like fucking ten movies now. Uh, obviously, the Wasp was just introduced to us, and it's funny thinking about how she's only been in one movie because I feel like I've seen a lot. Uh, she hasn't. She was in Endgame, and uh, and I mean, she popped up in What If. So she's been she's been around a little bit more, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoy that character, you know, and I think she really gets her shine yeah. in that uh, zombies episode of What If. That, that, like, that's right now my mm. favorite piece of Wasp content, because uh, she's she's awesome in that. Like when she tells Spider Man, oh. like, "Hey, smile for me." Yeah, or that was like so that. sad. Like, I, oh. I loved that. It's devastating. Uh, 
And, uh, but there's also that, uh, where Paul Rudd and Ant-Man and her are talking and he's like, uh, he refers to Captain America and he goes like, yeah, Cap said, she's like, Cap? And he's like, Captain America. That's what we call him, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we call him. And then, uh, later on in the end game battle, when Captain America gives them an order, she goes, you got it, Cap. And she looks at she looks at Ant Man, and they look at each other like, "Oh, okay, I see." Like, I love that. Oh, man. I love that. Yeah, shit. those. Uh, I just love the like the character design of like Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, like it's just they're so cool. Like the the they like they open up so many more possibilities. Like, did you like ever watching Iron Man ever think of someone crawling around in a suit and unplugging wires and like stuff like a, a character who could do that? Like, no, like that's crazy. No. And you know, the wasp, like she got it the best. She has wings. She can fly. Like she has the best version of the suit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, which is just hilarious that like she has to carry around Scott, like wherever they go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I like he's got Anthony. <laughs> but uh but yeah, these characters are awesome, but I I don't think uh she can beat out Magneto here. He can Magneto's take out the Avengers pretty easily God. too. Like Magneto just crushes Iron Man into literal pulp. Um probably Ant-Man and the Wasp too. They have, probably have some metal in their suit, not good. They're getting yeah, they're getting crushed. Presumably their helmet. Or I don't know if Magneto can like fuck with Mjolnir. Fuck with the hammer, I don't uh, know. But I yeah, Hawkeye, he can just But is he worthy? You know? Send is his arrow worthy? right back to him. <laughs> Man, yeah, the the uh Magneto is like he's pretty strong. Um if we're going off badassery too of like just the character He's pretty badass carrying just like a whole stadium at one point, you know, just uh he he's pretty pretty badass. Um Oh, I mean and his oh my origin God. story, dude, devastating. The fact that he is Jeez. a Holocaust survivor and that like that being the launching point for his entire like for his entire ideology, like I will not let my people be subjugated that way like, again. Mm-hmm. He won't let he won't let what happened to his Jew, to his Jewish brethren happen to his to his mutant mm. brethren. He won't let that happen. That's, uh, yeah, he just a goes little a little too, far little in his method sometimes. sometimes. But maybe sometimes maybe. I, I want to uh, I want to save a little Magneto talk more for for then. And also, if you want more Magneto talk, go to Mutants Monthly Number One, where. Uh, we talked about Magneto at length along with uh, Prof- Professor X. So uh, I'm with you, though. Magneto takes it over the Wasp, uh, and uh, we'll get some more Magneto in the rounds to come. We've got a uh, – next, we got a 2-seed mm. versus a 15-seed. And, uh, again, pretty pretty easy, but uh, must must be talked about. we got Black Panther, T'Challa. Versus the Invisible Woman, Sue Storm. And, uh, you know, you go historical with it, and uh, I still don't think Sue Storm has him beat. I don't know, because, like, Black Panther's, like, that's like the first big. black superhero. Yeah, that's... That's, that's pretty important. That's pretty fucking big. And, I mean, Invisible Woman, I don't know, maybe, 
uh, maybe she's up there as like the first one of the first women, but I think Marvel Girl Jean Grey was probably even mm. earlier than the Fantastic Four, but yeah, and of what I see. remember her character like in the movies, appearance. like I'm trying to remember like I think she was just like the hot blonde and they way like over-sexualized her like taking off her clothes to become invisible well, that's always and, like you know like her like like all that like that's all I remember of this character basically Yeah and like she's she's she definitely deserved a little uh deserved a little better and was and those movies being like the mm-hmm. first one happening in 2004 the second one happening in 2007. We're like prime era of uh, just all the sexualization you can get. And I mean, it, it. I'd like to think it was like getting better by 2004 or 2007, but it really wasn't. It like really, really wasn't. Uh, that That's like a development within the last few years that it's gotten better, which is just crazy. Yeah. But uh, she, she is... She is another one of those brainiac characters, you know, and I think the more you get into first uh the the first family fantastic four and you dive into like uh you watch those movies now and if you remove yourself like remove the the sexualization of that character and Jessica Alba in general uh you'll find a, a very very smart smart person who has her head on her shoulders far more than anybody else in the group is definitely the uh like mm. she's the, she's the compass you know mm-hmm. she, she knows what's right and i think that's really important t'challa. with the invisible woman however t'challa t'challa's t'challa and uh i mean how are you going to how are you going to be t'challa like man? every aspect there's nothing bad. Nothing. I Maybe can't think the single only thing bad thing Black is he Panther didn't open up Wakanda sooner. But the fact, like, the, that's it, but he did. Like, yeah, that, and then he still did. There's nothing it. bad. Nothing. It's like, <laughs> and like, you can't blame him for a sense of nationalism. You understand why he wants that privacy. The rest of the world is a dumpster fire. He wasn't wrong. However, as Lupita Nyong'o's character puts it for him, that's the reason mm. to help them. It's not the reason to hide, mm. you know. And uh, he, when he comes Beautiful to realize it, you know, like, he's he's there for. Couldn't it. have had a better actor to fill the role. Just like, yeah, li- li- a legendary, legendary role. Like it's like stands out above most like movie roles period not just superhero like this was the, the moment mm-hmm. in 2018 february 2018 when this movie was coming out holy shit there had never been a more culturally this impactful like, marvel movie this had a like massive impact i like just like with the black lives matter mo- movement like starting around this time i remember like or did it start a couple, yeah, yeah, a couple like, years I, sooner, I and like then really, an really escalating point. during those years. Like and stuff. this movie, like legitimately had an impact, like on the country, like. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, like, 
there's there's certain there's certainly something to be said for like how like representation in general does that. Like it's like when I was and I'm a, I'm a pose this idea that I have for uh, mm. 2022 for the first time on the air uh, for uh, for 2022 starting in the first week of January through the last week of December. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a movie a week and we're gonna go year by year. So first week of January, start with 1970, and we're going to keep going all the way through the last week of 2022. And lo and behold, what ep- what will be covered in that last episode of 2022? A movie from 2022, 52 years covered all in one year, oh. the course of 52 weeks. So it'll be a lot of fun. But when I was making that list of movies year by year, I was thinking about representation as I was doing it. Like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to go heavy on white Mm. man leads here. And I, I, and I really started thinking about that as I got into like a, like as I was starting it and I was like, Oh fuck. Like it took a while before there were prominent black leads in movies or women leads like you can only really find prominent women leads i mean like there are some in the 80s but like really not Mm-mm. over the top sexualized or anything those don't really come until the 90s and early 2000s and like it's really 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 disappointing to see that so when a moment like black panther happens when um like obviously there was blade the vampire hunter in the 90s but he's the vampire hunter. The movie's rated R. Let's watch, let, let's get together <laughs> over a PG to PG 13 movie for the children and get some representation in this hoe. And mm. Black Panther yeah, did a really uh, good job of that. I don't know. Just the only part of the movie that was bad, in my opinion, was the fight between Killmonger and Black Panther down in the train area. Just because the visual, of, yeah, just because it was a little off. CGI's that's a little the rough. only reason. Wasn't the movie's fault? Like the story was still very, like, in t- it was still like a powerful moment. Oh yeah. yeah, like. Well, and that's the thing is that like we're at we're at a point now where you can where you can point to a moment in most MCU yeah. films where you're where you can be like and, that was but, pretty rough. But literally, like rough every other aspect of the movie, like, like, just I don't know. It's. It's another one of those movies that's a more complete story than a lot of the other ones. Like, because there, there's certainly something to be said for the fact that they're open. They leave their stories open for sequels because that's that's obvious. Uh, however, I don't think we've had as quite a good contained story within a movie as we did in that, that one true. with Killmonger and T'Challa. The whole, the whole ensemble of their fight. Huge story they put into one movie. Like that's a that like a lot happened in that movie. Yeah. You could you could split that movie into two movies. The soundtrack still be really really fucking. My god, that album that came out with that movie. Oh, jeez! Like oh my god, everything about that movie is just fantastic. Bro, the fact that they put that album out a week before Black Panther, the movie came out, and you can li- I listened to that shit for a week straight, and then the movie came out, and I was like, oh, so that that album really goes with the movie, huh? Because every, there's a no, song halfway title, through called King's Dead. It literally runs through 
the Black Panther plot list. Like, if you if you look at the album list, like pretty much. Uh, let's see the the track list. It starts with Black Panther. Okay, um, like obviously, but like I remember Trenton. Um, we were in school listening to it, and then Trenton was like, "Uh, like." he get like he said something like what if this is like spoilers for the movie and i was like no way they would do that this is like kendrick and whatever like they're not gonna put spoilers in the movie for this like that'd be so weird but then like you look back on it and it's like kind of maybe a little bit and it Oh, I mean, there's a point in King's Dead in the background vocals where Kendrick Lamar goes, yeah. all hail King Killmonger. That's true. It's, and the song right before that is Bloody Waters, where they're literally fighting in water. Um, it's yeah. So it starts with Black Panther, All the Stars. I don't know. I mean, the, the visuals in that. Other earthly planets, a little bit. Um, the ways ops ops is whenever they were going, yeah, um, racing through the streets, yeah, paramedic. Whenever, uh, the CIA guy, white dude, white dude got hurt, whatever, and taken taken in bloody waters, yeah, king's dead, redemption interlude then the redemption seasons yeah, that's um, <laughs> probably the the staunch difference between uh the weather in uh, most of Wakanda as opposed to when you go to the mountain tribe big shot and then pray for me Mbaku. dang wait I think Killmonger like might have said he might have said no. No. Nah, he didn't Something, say pray for it, me. Yeah, no. Yeah. He had a really impactful last moment, but I don't think he said pray for me. Uh mm. but yeah, Black Panther definitely beats Invisible Woman there. Uh uh not literally. I got what but... you're saying. In the bracket. In the bracket. Yeah. Yeah, in the bracket. We've next got a uh, seven versus a ten, and this is a uh, this is a fun and easy one for me. We've got Hawkeye versus Odin. Odin wins. I'm, uh, We're moving on. Yep, <laughs> I'm good. I'm leave it like that, even if we want to. We don't have to give. Uh... Okay. I don't even really want to give Hawkeye his day in the sun. You know, is he at least cooler uh, in the comics? I, I mean, uh, uh, yes, far cooler. They they've. The, the the only reason I don't like Hawkeye is that it's Jeremy Renner. Like that is that is literally the only reason I don't like Hawkeye. Uh I mean, he's been a little underwhelming in the MCU. However, you throw another guy in that role, I would be more open to it, I think. I think I'd be more open to the idea of it. Because like, I don't know, you look at like True. Stephen Amell as Arrow, Green Arrow. Doesn't have a lot of differences in terms of power set uh for as Hawkeye. And I fucking That's like true. Stephen Amell as Green Arrow. Think of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jerry Renner so, just uh... sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he's just not great. It was like the dude was on a hot streak of action movies in 2010, and they were like, let's fucking just, get that guy, and then it around, just didn't pan you know? out. It's like, I think it's just a character just stuck with that it. uh they just didn't know what to do with, so they never put him in anything, and then but never putting him in anything didn't give him the option to kill him off, ever, really. Because you can't... Well, they did the whole thing, like... They play like they could have played with the whole. They kept playing with the whole. He's gonna retire thing. Like why not at the end of Age of Ultron? Is that not the end of his story where he just goes and lives with his family? That was the perfect opportunity. That should have been it. And then they were like, he has a "Sword now, we'll bring him back in Endgame." <laughs> Killed many, many people just because they killed his family. That 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 shit where the dude was like. I, I I'm sorry. Like, why are you doing this? He's like, like they got Thanos. You get me. That implies to me, you intend to kill the other po- the other half of the population. Wow. I guess it's fair. If it is true, if he's truly just trying to go for everyone, it's fair. You know, if if Thanos' was fair, this is fair too. No, no, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's I think just, the problem uh, is viewing God, the first is, one as fair in the first do, place. Man, what? Come. Nah, dude. I, and, like, here's the thing. He better tell Haley Steinfeld that shit. Like, this, like, from the trailer, this is a young girl who goes, I fucking love you. You are awesome. I want to follow you. He's got to be like, dude, I've killed, like, tens of people. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. He's, either, he's not going to say that, though. No, like, I, I'm fairly certain. And, I mean, like, if if the MCU with this Hawkeye series, addresses that period in Hawkeye's history, has him atone in some way, shape, or form. And I don't mean like, like he's got to pay for what he fucking did. You know, like, like he killed a lot of people. He did villain shit, you know? And in Endgame, we start with him doing villain shit, and we go straight to him being a time traveler and then straight to him, like straight to Nat, Nat sacrificing herself for him. He never has that moment where he even regrets what he did. Hopefully that's what happened when Nat sacrifices him, herself. Like hopefully he goes, I really need to make the most of the sacrifice he- she's made. However, yeah. I want to see him struggling the way we see the Winter Soldier struggle. Because the Winter Soldier was being controlled. He chose to do this shit. He went out of his way. He literally just murdered people. all these people. And, like, I think he tried to do the anti-hero thing. Like, they didn't really emphasize that part. Like, or how bad the people he was murdering were. But regardless, that's mm-hmm. not the way to go. Yeah, it's. Do you think it's just not? 
that they wanted to kill him off instead of Black Widow, um, like during the whole Soul Stone sacrifice, but it just wouldn't have felt like a sacrifice if they sacrificed Hawkeye. Yeah, we would have come out of that like, oh, thank God. Like, yes. Like, everyone would have come out of that like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, finally. Know. It wouldn't have been like, oh, my God, a sacrifice for the soul stone, a soul for a soul. Maybe they, maybe, oh, and I mean, like, it is, there's, there's, the thing for me is that it's meaningful either way. Uh, I mean, obviously it hurt more. It hurt more to see Black Widow go. However, I think like in the reasoning for why they sacrifice themselves, like she is giving him another chance to do right. Like she's like, you have a family back at home. You've done all, you've done this terrible shit. Go make it right through them. However, if he does it, it's a, I've done terrible things. Look after my family. Hmm. And make sure this shit can't happen again, basically. And it is more meaningful the other way. It is like it is more meaningful. The difference Black is doing it in for the Hawkeye. theater. It's just when Black Widow fell, tears. Everyone was crying. Like no, like yeah. But whenever oh, yeah, we saw Jeremy like, Renner's body yeah. on the ground, I guarantee you there would be cheers. Guarantee you. Without a doubt in my mind, someone would start clapping or someone would go, yeah, or woo, guarantee it. Yeah, exactly. I'd go like, fucking finally. <laughs> difference oh, brother, that guy stuck. One is truly devastating and everyone is sad. And the other is, thank God. Like, that's what everyone's thinking. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I don't even want to elaborate on Odin winning. Yeah. Odin wins. Hawkeye Odin loses. Wins. That's 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 the rule here. <laughs> Let's go on to our next one. Mm. A uh, a three mm. versus a fourteen. We have Wolverine versus Mister Fantastic, and this is this is an interesting one and one that I I've never really thought about uh, in any capacity before, and them intersecting in any way. But it, I don't know. It feels yeah. a little right, which is weird. Uh, and you know, again, the Fantastic Four. You look at the historic historical impact of the Fantastic Four being the first family, and Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, being that guy for for the crew. And he is like, according to comics, he's up there, like with Tony, with Shuri, with like with the smartest people in Doesn't the world. Have, Reed like, Richards some... is there. That's that's in for sure. Something with Kang. He's he's a an ancestor to Kang. Kang is his his. Uh, wow, interesting. His uh, you look at uh, that? descendant. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, if we're going off iconicism, like Wolverine, just. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, I don't even have to go off iconicism. Like, Wolverine, like, Mr. Fantastic has a cool story, and his power is something, to be sure. Uh, Wolverine, the adaptations we've gotten with Hugh Jackman uh, on screen, one of the more iconic castings ever, one of the more iconic roles ever, 
that yellow and blue costume. Everyone knows exactly what it looks like uh, with the pointy eyes. Everyone knows. Everyone knows what Wolverine looks like. Everyone knows the claws. He just wins, and I'll elaborate more whenever I have to lobby for him Hell to get yeah. to this fucking Final Four. Because I'm going to tell you, Wolverine is my guy. He is who I am sticking by throughout this fucking thing. That's I my, fa- that is my favorite very, superhero. Very interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, and Mr. Fantastic is, is cool. And who knows? Uh, maybe when he's coming back. Is cool. Maybe he's... Maybe he's Maybe so good adaptation better than Logan. Correct. Like somehow, probably not. But, <laughs> but and I mean, like it, 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 it is also cool. And I mean, obviously, uh, Kang being thirty, mm-hmm. what thirtieth century? Maybe, they said or thirty third, something like that. So like, so like yeah. he's pretty. He's that's several hundred years into the future. Obviously. Reed Richards could have a black descendant by then. True. Uh, if he's white. However, it, it does open up an opportunity for there to be a black a black guy casted as Reed Richards, which or a black woman casted as yeah. Sue Storm, and therefore a black guy casted as Human Torch, which we did see in the most recent adaptation of Fantastic century. Four with Michael B. Is, Jordan. Is his uh thirty first century year 3000 so it could be another it could be another cool opportunity for representation with mr fantastic 33000 3300 the 31st century oh wait no yes yeah, we're so in the that would be the year, century so the 31st century is the year 3000 to 3099 no yeah no it's 3 yeah yeah Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, it's three thousand to three thousand. Yeah, uh, I always I hate that. Every time I have to think about it every time. What like that should just I be hate a, it too. I feel like that I should just be too. a natural thing that I should know, but I don't still. Um <laughs> I still don't either. It it, it takes a second. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, Wolverine beats Mr. Fantastic. Uh it's and the, that's that's a fun matchup too because that's that's one where neither of the characters presented have been in, introduced to the MCU, uh, which I think is the yeah, first think, matchup of its kind. I think so. Uh, it might be the first and That's only sweet. matchup of its kind, actually, uh, with that. That is really cool. But, uh, yeah, Wolverine beats Mr. Fantastic there. It's just... Uh, and, and you know, I again, clarification that I am not mm-hmm. as well-versed in the Fantastic Four as I would like to be. Perhaps if I read more Fantastic Four books and more comics and more, maybe that changes. But I can honestly say it didn't matter what member of the Fantastic Four was <laughs> fucking with Wolverine today. Wolverine was winning. Yeah, this next matchup is. Uh... Uh, let's go on to our last, last matchup of this side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Got a Miles six Morales. versus an eleven. It's Miles uh, Morales versus. I don't Nebula. think this one's that hard. Um. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I feel but, you know, Nebula bad deserves Nebula. her day in the sun. Like, she's literally just been tortured because Gamora's better than her. Like, that's <laughs> one like, of the more oh tragic characters like, to ever okay. exist in the MCU. That's for sure. Every robotic part on her represents a failure to Gamora, basically. 
is like how they played it. Gamora has like zero robotic things about her. Gamora never failed. Nebula yeah. failed every time and had a, bo- a body part replaced. Like that is just pure torture. And yeah. even after she's become good, her body comes back to haunt her and brings Thanos back in time. Like get, her own body gives Thanos the knowledge that he did it and he's inevitable. So he's going to time like unbelievable, just so tragic. Like her whole story. I uh, I just feel so bad for Nebula. <laughs> it's, it's devastating, dude. Uh, but like it is, it is encouraging though that no matter what, she does find that redemption. She she finds her way back around, uh, and obviously Gamora plays a big part in that. Uh, her her sister relationship. Uh, there, Gamora and Nebula are an underrated duo in my mind as far as the Marvel universe goes in terms of like a. Like, just the combination of characters. Like, how compelling both of them are, and uh, it can be attributed in part because they're the daughters of Thanos, obviously. But beyond that, what they've become has, is they're really, really interesting. Or a really iconic duo. Or, a, or and, a, uh, like an infamous duo. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I'm pretty sure they actually have a, a, a novel out right now. I pass it whenever I go to Target. It's a it's about Gamora and Nebula. It's a it's a children's one. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Gamora but, uh, and Nebula. There's something around in Gamora arms. and Nebula right now out there. It it says sisters in arms. It's young adult actually. Um, young adult. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but Miles Morales is uh is Miles Morales. I mean, come on. The uh the only on screen. On screen, we have him. Miles Morales is, is killer, good. right? Is it? He's only on screen for Into the Spider Verse, right? There's no dude. Yeah, as far as a uh, um, mm. mature adaptation goes, there's children's adaptation. The only time there's he's a child been on show screen? called like Spidey and Friends. Uh, it's it's uh, one of just the one of the best movies to come out, just in general, um, in my lifetime. It's yeah, it's my favorite. It's my single favorite comic book. I movie. uh, it's really sad that he's going up against Wolverine next. Um, but no, I and here's the thing. I was talking all that shit a second yeah, ago about Wolverine. I'm gonna yeah, be a little bit more uh, conflicted than I thought Miles, I was because of this. Yeah, like he's he's not to be fucked with. He's not to be fucked with. But uh, yeah, Miles takes it takes it over nebula for sure for now and uh i think one uh, side of the bracket i'm I'm comfortable in saying that that's one side of the bracket and therefore i'm gonna make the second half of this bracket uh be set up to be another episode uh so with that we will conclude the first half part one of the round of 64 uh and uh, I'm 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 gonna read these off. So we had Spider-Man versus Luke Cage, Spider-Man Advanced, Gamora versus Star Lord, Gamora Advanced, Ultron yep. versus Jane Foster, Ultron Advanced, Deadpool versus Human Torch, Deadpool Advanced, Scarlet Witch versus Wenwu, Scarlet Witch Advanced, Professor X versus Jean Grey. Granted us our first upset, and Jean Grey 
we'll move on to the next round. We got Hulk versus Silver Surfer, and Hulk pulled that one out. Venom versus Yelena Belova. Venom saw the other side there. Iron Man and Iron Fist. We saw Iron Man win. Groot versus Shuri. Shuri comes out on top, giving us our next upset. We got Sam Wilson versus The Thing. Sam Wilson came out, came out on top. Magneto versus The Wasp. Magneto came out on top. Black Panther versus Invisible Woman. Black Panther. Hawkeye versus Odin. Odin. Wolverine versus Mr. Fantastic. Wolverine. And Miles Morales versus Nebula. Miles Morales. Now, these episodes will be out side by side. So if you're done here, go ahead and click on that next one. Round of 64 part two. I just didn't want to shove it all into one, one episode. So uh, head on over there now. Get locked in. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, buddy. Of course, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find uh, the whole planning for this. We uh, had to lay out all the characters. We had to seed them. It was a lot of fun. We have a lot of extra Marvel characters who didn't make the bracket uh, mentioned there. We talked about them there as well. And uh, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, where we will also be posting these uh these polls there so you can vote on who you think should move on it will have no bearing on our episodes but it is fun to hear from you and uh we will uh we'll we'll take it into account we'll acknowledge it uh but we're right and (laughs) do instagram follow at penny bloom podcast and uh yeah peace love and bloom and always praise keanu reeves